We would love to hear from you, our fab listeners, about what's working on the podcast. What do you want more of and are you inspired? Please go to astoryinside.com backslash survey and help a girl out. Let us know. It's an addiction, you know, it's a dopamine Mm -hmm. hit and you're waiting for it and you're looking at it. And then if he's not texting, you're looking at social media. Who did he like? What did he, who did he, it's insanity. Welcome to You Should Write a Book About That. I'm your host, Kim O'Hara, a book coach with a story inside, and I am interviewing fascinating people from all walks of life with a story to tell. Do these folks have a best-selling book in them? Stick around and find out. everybody. I am so excited today because I'm in the studio with my first guest on the podcast ever, Kendra Murphy. She is here with us today to celebrate. You know, we've got to celebrate these, you know, uh, milestones. And, you know, it's like a weird milestone. It's like episode 63. I mean, I don't know why that's... 63. 63 since we first talked. And so, you know, a lot has happened for me and a lot has happened for her since we talked the first time about men and dating and relationships. And so I wanted to bring her back on and have a second level conversation today about some of the new things that she's learned for herself and also with relationships, whether it's men, whether you're bisexual, whether you're, whatever your preference is, it doesn't matter. It's all about choosing people that treat us well and going into partnership that serves us in the best way. How are you today, Kendra? I am doing so well. You caught me on a good day. <laughs> well, your hair looks good. Well, your mic you. looks good. We put it together. Now, you have been living with a roommate who I've loved some of your posts. Uh, and we'll post your Instagram, you know, in our, in all of our, you know, social posts and, and on the show notes. But she's been sharing some relationship advice. Oh, my goodness. At 84 years old with you. And yes. I feel like she's kind of horrified what we put up with as women oh, in this day and age. Absolutely. Cannot believe it. In fact, she... Her health has deteriorated or I would still have more of her because she's lovely, right? But just recently, in the midst of all of her pain, she just fell down the stairs recently. In the midst mm. of that, I come into her room to see how she's doing and she turns to me and goes, has that F face ever called you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Do you want another Norco? <laughs> Um, so yeah, she cannot believe the things that we go through and that some women put up with, which I've been guilty of myself. Right. And that's what you try to do is, is help women. Do you work with men too, or is it mainly I women? I have. Yes. I love working with men. So you can give men some of the, the guidance that they might need as well to show up in their best way. I mean, yes. that's what we want to do. I mean, I've, I've had the learning curve since we spoke uh, March, March, literally I did an interview with you the month COVID started. 
Oh my that's gosh, what I launched it was my right book. before it was, COVID, wasn't it? Was it was like right when it started. And wow. And then I did your podcast, I think, kind of in the yeah, middle of COVID. Yeah, I loved that episode. It was such a raw episode. And what I've learned since then is that every time I've made a vision of who I want to spend the rest of my life with, I will go a particular period of time and then I'll start to lose my fortitude for that vision and I'll think I'm lonely I'll think I'm running out of time shiny objects will seem like God's will you know there will suddenly be synchronicities that he's the one she's the one <laughs> gone to she's the one wow much I mean to catch it's up on. well because there's why not right like I mean, probably not, probably not, (laughs) but why not? I mean, sort of like, so in a lot of ways, there's been like a lot of expansion, but there's also still a little bit of the same kind of like, not jumping sexes, but like, it's still the same business, right? Of not staying within self and saying, I am going to hold off, even if I'm alone, alone for the rest of my life. It's better than hole filling. <laughs> Absolutely. That can be taken several ways. Uh, several ways. So, <laughs> several ways. How are you handling, you were out there dating during COVID, right? I have been handling it. I actually just recently am taking a little break. I noticed that my trauma was really being triggered mm. in this last go around. So I've even taken a little step back from coaching. Because I'm like, I need some serious me time and some healing. And like, God, does the healing ever end? Um, But yeah, dating during COVID was interesting. Met really great guys, but just no connection. I enjoyed the experience of having to go on a walk and having, you know, having to get to know each other on a deeper level. It was like we were forced to before we could even kiss and all of that, Mm -hmm. depending on Mm -hmm. who you are and your beliefs. Uh, But I enjoyed the process, you know, it put everybody in a place of self-discovery. It was, we are getting to know each other on a deeper level with other humans, which was nice for me. I love going deep. So I I enjoyed dating during COVID, but nothing serious along the way. I have learned a lot about myself along the way. I bet. I bet. And, and thank you for bringing up the trauma piece because that's an evolving process that we are going through, right? I can say for myself, you know, I'm nowhere near in the trauma as I was when I first explored the trauma for the first time eight or nine years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely evolved, but I still have that desire to go listen to like REO Speedwagon (laughs) with my headphones on like I'm a teenager on a beach blanket and fantasize about someone who might have just like reached out like you know um I had this interesting epiphany I'm going to share uh someone I I connected with someone who's male mm-hmm. and I've known this person for a while and it was just friendly it was just like hey I haven't talked to you for a while and then we had this great phone conversation and I was suddenly like why is this person and I not have had this great phone conversation before? This is, this, is amazing. This isn't the same work guy, right? No. From my no. podcast? Okay, okay. No, 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 <laughs> okay, no, no. Okay, this okay. is, this is, oh, well, see, there's my pattern. 
No, I mean. <laughs> there was another, oh my God. Just another guy. No, this you is only just, knew yeah. how many have <laughs> So we get sparked, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm, but the difference is instead of being sparked and going into fantasy and then starting to like not focus on my business, because the irony is, is right now my business is doing better than ever. My relationship with my kids are better than ever. I bought a house. I feel good. I look, you know, I, everything's going well. So then it's sort of like, Oh, and then I find myself getting into this place of distraction and wonder and fantasy and consideration. And it's very teenage. It's mm-hmm. kind of taking us back to like, I think we missed, I know for me, I kind of missed those innocent teenage years because of what happened. Right. Absolutely. So I was able to realize that this person is part of a general group of people that I know. Okay. And I've had the same conversation with women friends where we've had a great phone conversation for the first time and had dinner and I'm not listening to Rario Speedwagon and pining for them. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I was like, why is this person suddenly different? And I really had to look at that and I'm like, I'm the objectifier. I'm the objectifier. And do you think that stems from trauma? Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think? Yes, I think we keep attracting partners and that model the environment we were comfortable in, you know? And I think even biologically, our body, it's like we need that. Mm. And breaking it's a habit. Breaking the habit is hard. But the first step is recognizing it. So the first step is recognizing it because then when you get to the other side of it, it could be totally different than you think it. It could be a good thing, Mm -hmm. but the step I'm taking is, well, let me, let me actually make this person a person among people. Then they have more of a shot of actually possibly being a potential partner mm-hmm. but i'm i i immediately put them in a place where then they can be i can gradually chip away at whether i like them or not mm-hmm. to only then eventually move away from them because that's just safer right yep yeah it is i mean and you're describing the what most men do ah uh. Most men are, you know, that's the mentality that I have recognized with a lot of men. And the reason I recognize it is because I did it too, where I would be like, okay, well, you're, you're hitting this box, this box, this, this box, but, uh, and I would gradually walk away no from the situation. Yeah. And then if it, any sign of intimacy would show up, I'd be like, oh, see you later. Nice knowing you. See you later. Like, I don't know how to handle this because yeah. there's only one way to handle that. And the way to handle that is we don't tell anybody about that mm-hmm. because the intimacy was not done in a way that was healthy Properly. for us when we were children. Yep. Right. So yep. how would we know how to do intimacy? Right. Yeah. And then we pick people who probably can't bring us to that place because mm-hmm. we would rather stay in the broken cycle of lack of intimacy because that's safer. I was scrolling through social media and two hours had gone by. I could have worked on my business, spent time with my kids, or written a chapter in my book. Are you complaining you don't have time to write or support or structure? Head over to my new live class, Own Your Authorship, where in eight weeks, you'll not just uncover your dream book, but find your voice. That's a storyinside.com backslash own dash your dash authorship. And now back to our amazing guest. 
oh my God, we need help. Right? My poor therapist. <laughs> That's why we're such good coaches, though. Because it's true. It really oftentimes is. we can see it in other people better than we can see it mm-hmm. in ourselves. And we can put that energy. We might not be able to help ourselves, mm-hmm. you know. Let's talk about writing. You know, when people talk about relationships or sexual abuse or their life uh, in books, the writing about past relationships comes up. And it's really interesting for them to see the patterns of what they accepted and why. And writing about relationships is very, very powerful. Do you do any writing? Do you keep a journal of everyone you've dated? I keep it all in my head. It really depends on my emotional state. You know, sometimes I need to write the things down about the person, but writing's cathartic for me in regard to relationship. It was, I started out a blog writing about my own relationships just for my own, you know, it was like my Mm -hmm. journal. So I used to really keep up with that. But uh, as you know, want to write a book, So definitely the book would be about partners, you know, and I Mm -hmm. think a lot of people obviously relate to that and it's cathartic. Like you said, it's so powerful and we recognize our patterns and that's kind of where I am right now where I'm recognizing and changing my patterns. Mm -hmm. I think it would be very powerful if you wrote a book about all the different people that you've, you know, oh yeah, it'd be dated. Really, it'd be funny, sad. <laughs> it would hit all the emotions. There's something about the pattern that we were just discussing that the dating app triggers it. Oh, the it is so true. Ooh, I just got body deal. It really is. I. If I really look back and I'm honest with myself, there has not been one relationship, even if it was a situationship or even just a date that I've gone mm-hmm. on from a dating app that was could have ended up being a healthy relationship. I think it would be an interesting exercise for you to sit down and write about what you learned in terms of the relationships in COVID and be really honest from, even from your 84 year old friend's point of view, Mm. where we've had the breakdown. Someone, I think it was Chris Rock. Somebody just did a great new comedy special and said that he can't even have intimacy. He can't even have what not intimacy, but suspense with his wife anymore because the minute he's left the house, he's already being texted. And then he's being texted the entire time he's out. And then when he comes home and she says, so what did you do today? He goes, what do you mean? What did I do? You already know everything. And he's like, back in the day, my parents would leave the house. They would not see each other all day. They did not talk. They did not communicate. They did not text. They did not email. And they were perfectly fine at the end of a long day being like, how was your day? You know, they didn't stalk each other on social media. So this was in the last encounter that I had, this was a big issue for me because I prefer to not be in contact all the time because I know that that's unhealthy for me. It may work for other people. I'm going to say 98% of the time, it's not healthy to be in contact with someone that's codependent behavior, right? Totally. But for me personally, I know that doesn't work because I will fall into codependent behavior. So... This last encounter, the guy was texting me every hour and oh, it felt so good. 
you know, it yet, felt now so I good. hear that and I go every hour. Oh, but yeah, I get I it. I know, but you know when you're really smitten, you're like, oh, yeah. he likes me, all that <laughs> garbage. Uh, but at one point, it clicked to where I was like, okay, this isn't this isn't healthy. And I told him to pump the brakes because he had told me when we first started dating that he's noticed a common theme with the women that he dates, that they all get mad at him at a certain point because he'll pull back. Surprise, surprise, you're a man. So I said, okay, well, in that case, when that happens for you, please just let me know. I'm happy giving people space. I really love my alone time. As long as I know and it's communicated, I'm not going to be mad about it Mm -hmm. or take it personally. So when I told him to pump the brakes, I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I now think that I understand why the women from your past have gotten so upset with you when you pull back. It's because you lay it on so thick. And I said, the moment that you stop texting me every hour, I'm going to have a heart attack because it's an addiction. (laughs) You know, it's a dopamine Mm -hmm. hit and you're waiting for it and you're looking at it. And then if he's not texting, you're looking at social media. Who did he like? What did he, who did he, it's insanity. So I actually talked to someone recently and they said that it saved their relationship to not text and call each other all day. To wait until the end of the day to have something to talk about with one another, especially if you live together. And Mm -hmm. I just think that's so important. That's one of the things when I am coaching women, I teach them that texting is for making plans. Texting is for a little I miss you. It's not for how's your day going? Did your boss give you this? It's none of that. Talk about that later. We don't have long conversations getting to know each other through text because it's a false intimacy. It is. It's a false intimacy because you're not even seeing the person's face. You're not even gauging their mood. You don't even know. I have. Yeah. When people, when people text me, how are you? Mm -hmm. I want to text back and this is men and women. I want to text. I, I, I I first want to text back something not very kind. I want to be like, (laughs) why are you asking me on text? Do you really care? Like, cause what, what am I going to write? Yeah. A paragraph. Do you, do you really want me to tell you on text how I feel right now? Like, so I've learned instead of getting into it, cause they're not going to change. I just do thumbs up. (laughs) And the people are like, Great, because that's actually all they wanted to know. Yep. Because if they really care, they're calling you on the phone. It's true. They're making plans with you. They're going out of their way for you. And I have to watch that too. It's like, how are you doing? And that hot and cold thing too. I'm so glad that 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 you were able to say that to that guy because maybe he could learn something. Oh, you know. He said, "Wow, I think you just summed up my." romantic life mm-hmm. romantic past in one sentence but he didn't stop doing it <laughs> he didn't stop doing it and later admitted it was an insecurity because he didn't want to lose an incredible woman and it's you know which is so unfortunate if that's the only way you think you can keep a woman around is by mm. building a false intimacy then let's look in a little deeper and I don't want to coach my partner 
No, no. <laughs> Somebody has to come to the table with at yeah. least something, you know. They have to have the key that fits your lock and mm -hmm. you have to have the key that fits their lock and then you could open that up for whatever comes up. But you yeah. got to kind of go in with similar value systems, energy mm -hmm. systems, and well, we could talk about this for a very long time. We can. We are out of time, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to stop. But if anybody wants to hear Kendra's, just she's got some amazing uh, truths that she, you know, dishes out on her podcast. Please go and listen. I know how many episodes have you done now? I know that you don't put out a ton. Six, seven? Seven. Oh, that's good. There's seven really good episodes. But I am taking a break from the social media and full-blown podcast mode. Oh, so excited. That's all Great. I want. Well, this is, this is perfect timing because these conversations have to keep going. They do. And everybody should write about their relationships because it's great material. It Whether is. it ends or not, believe you, uh, believe you me, that is great material to explore, even if you put it into fictional characters. So start writing about those relationships. Stop worrying that they weren't your person. Your person is going to come when you're, you know, spiritually and emotionally fit and thank you, Kendra. Do you have any last last words for our hopeful listeners? <laughs> yes, I will say in context of the writing that even if you're writing about something completely separate from relationships and you can't get your mojo and you can't get you like you have writer's block, maybe take a minute and write about your relationships and stir up all that emotion in you and it might inspire you for your other topic. I yeah, that's that's great. Right? Yeah, that that's great you. advice. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Well, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. So good to see you. You've been listening to You Should Write a Book About That. If you enjoyed our episode, tell a friend to listen, subscribe or review on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Spotify, and Pandora, or wherever you listen to podcasts.